Next game. Yeah, we can talk about the the next game. I, I actually um and hello everyone listening. I just hit record on the uh, recorder. Um, yeah, I had a few ideas as for the next game. One of which is um we have a member in Discord that's kind of our local um or our yeah I guess local B even though he's nowhere near us. Uh, but he's our resident expert on uh, fighting games and I, I passed it to him at some point a few weeks ago if he want to come on at some point to talk about just fighting games in general so I have that idea as a show where we could just talk about growing up in the 90s and how big fighting games were we could just talk about different experiences he could go a little more in depth on the nuances of fighting games and so on like uh, guile turtling and all that stuff that was big back in the 90s um, some of that kind of stuff and he uh, semi-professional at it I believe um, he, he definitely on YouTube, um, so uh, doing some stuff on Street Fighter 4, I believe. Maybe it was 5, I can't remember. But uh, he's definitely good. He's better than I am, at least currently. So that could be something we could do. Uh, I was thinking it'd be real cool also if we could get a uh, a bunch of people together uh, also from Discord and have a discussion, like a roundtable discussion about uh, what makes an RPG. Um, you know, because there's a lot of, not just confusion, I guess, but like different schools of thought as per what actually makes an RPG. Some people label Zelda as an RPG. Some people would argue that the newest Madden games are an RPG because you have, you know, stats and you play through a person's entire career. Um, which is, it's in the strictest sense is kind of hard to, uh, argue against in my opinion like some of these games did new mlb show games and stuff like that uh definitely do have a lot of rpg elements to them there are games uh like one of which that i'll be talking about today uh vampire for the ps4 which is labeled as an rpg um but it doesn't doesn't quite feel like an rpg in a lot of ways um almost these days it feels like every game has some form of rpg elements to it um and where do we draw the line sort of thing and just have you know a roundtable discussion about that i also uh remember you had mentioned that you uh had a a discussion you wanted to do about uh like a final fantasy retrospective where we kind of talk about the different final fantasies maybe even uh kind of rate them and maybe not in the the strictest order but like which ones we like which ones we don't like um why we like or don't like them um you know different systems and what worked and what didn't that kind of stuff just as like because the series as my understanding is so big and so vast that um instead of like trying to do an episode over each and every one which at this point they're at 15 so with our current the way we currently record you know one show a month uh that would take us just with the base 15 over a year to do uh, just kind of knock them almost all of them out of the way. Uh, I, I can't really speak to 13, 14 or 15 cause I haven't really played any of those much. I did play a little bit of 13, uh, did not care for it. And I guess there's actually three 13s. Um, and I think I own them all, but 
uh, yeah, that's where it lost it for me. But yeah, that'd be another fun thing we could do. So any any of those things, or if you have uh, another game that you want to play, uh, maybe after talking today, because uh, I've, I've been playing pretty deep into two other games, but that uh spoilers for everyone listening uh i don't know how far you got into uh the game topic at hand which is darksiders uh originally for the ps3 um the reason we chose it obviously is because it's the month of october and we always choose uh games that are you know occult related in some way or another something dark and horror filled and uh this is one that a uh, member of discord uh seaton has been on for freaking ever the aforementioned guy that loves uh fighting games or at least is very good at fighting games i believe he also loves them i don't want to put words into his mouth but um he also mentioned that he loved this game and that it was great and for me to shut my mouth with my uh, derogatory comments about it in Discord. Um, but in, in so talking with uh, friends of mine, um, I didn't even have to. They just, you know, a lot of people ask me. I go to like magic tournaments and stuff here. A lot of people ask me, hey, what you playing this month, Blaine? And I, I'll say the game and then, you know, people will pipe up. It's usually a crowd of 20, 25 people. And be like, oh, I love that game or I hated that game. And immediately when I said Darksiders, I got a lot of kind of noises, um, which is kind of where I'm at the game. I don't, I don't want to say I hate it because I don't. It's good for what it is, but it's not what I was expecting. Maybe my expectations were too high because Seton had said that this was the best Zelda game that wasn't Zelda that he'd ever played. Um, it's not that. Uh, I, I venture to say this is not as good as, uh, most of the Zelda for me. I don't know. How do you feel, James? Uh, probably the worst thing you could have ever done is use this game and the word Zelda for me personally in the same sentence. Cause that instantly put it at like super high, high bar. Yeah. yeah. And, um, I'll tell you like the intro to this game, the whole like battle between heaven and hell and like it comes to like a piece or a stalemate yeah and i was like whoa whoa what is this I, i'm in i'm in pretty um, cool yeah i mean it was a yeah. little it was a little bit uh like xena warrior princess to me it felt mm-hmm. like a, a bad writing of you know like a story i'd be into if it was written well but i was still like okay i can i can kind of dig on this like if they really go whole hog into it and they do um it's like one of those over the top heaven and hell type of things and there's like three factions there's like uh heaven hell and then the humans are is the third race and then there are basically referees for some reason in this all-out war and that is uh the uh four horsemen of apocalypse um which and you play as war you do one of the horsemen and then um, the other ones aren't exactly the four horsemen of apocalypse. I know, I think pestilence is one of them. Uh, I can't remember, but it, it's cheesy and it doesn't really matter. Um, it's, it's over the top cheesy again. Just think like Xena warrior princess type thing. The thing that like immediately kind of started turning me off about the game is when you first start playing, it, it became pretty evident that it was less Zelda, more of a devil may cry kind of clone or a uh, god of war with some i was gonna say god of war god of war but not as good yeah exactly. that was my um my analogy um i didn't like it was how it was present day like yeah i was so into it and then like you're like oh yeah you're throwing cars like, around oh, and stuff okay that yeah. was one of the first things that turned me off was you're incentivized to not just kill all the enemies in each area but like pick up every 
pot, car, whatever, which, you know, mm-hmm. war can lift anything above his head. If you see it, you can pick it up, you know, stop signs, yeah. whatever it is, and then you can throw them or swing them around, whatever you want to do. Um, and these contain souls, which is like the currency of the game, um, where you can buy new moves and, and sometimes weapons and such, uh, potions, these kind of things. I think they're crystals in this game, but they serve uh-huh. func- functionally as like a healing potion or whatever. And you can buy them from this demon for some reason that is teamed up with war and um you you play this little intro and you beat a boss which is like one of the worst bosses ever it's just literally a lava monster that spits up cars at you you dodge the car the cars yeah Yeah. that was like a good first boss it's fine yeah it's just like uh, okay is this oh this guy the only way i can hurt him is if i can throw stuff at him and he conveniently barfs up even though he's in lava he has like these uncovered in lava cars that he barfs up every few whatever it's it's a video game and then you pick that car up and throw it back at him and then he like falls to the ground and you can go there and swing your sword or whatever um real like yeah i mean every game has done something like this which was you know first boss i was okay with it 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 was fine and then yeah yeah, the angels come and they like are fighting this guy and also you and they kind of allude to like why are you awake the last seal isn't broken and mm-hmm. then you're swallowed by uh, the bad guy or one of these bad guys. And then you wake up like a hundred years later. And uh, whereas the humans were being attacked, the last that you were awake, now they're all dead zombie humans. I guess yeah. the humans are fucking lost. And that's who you fight like so many of. Like, it's, they're just like they're garbage everywhere. enemies yeah. that just come at you and you got to just slaughter them. And it's just over and over. It's pretty annoying. And one of the things I hated about this is like there's uh, these gatekeeping sections where they'll literally say, like, kill as many or kill 30 enemies in three minutes. And that's how you pass that area or whatever. Yeah. It's like, get 500 this, souls. This is like, so dumb. It's like, well, uh, okay, cool, yeah. whatever. But yeah. You, you get introduced, you know, when you wake up to, uh, like, the the gatekeepers of the Four Horsemen, and they basically say that uh, you fucked up because you woke up uh, early, and mm-hmm. uh, it was all your fault. You have no idea why you would have woke up early. You just say something like, well, I answered the call. and yeah. And they're like, well, you, you can have one more chance. Go talk to this demon. And uh, he'll help you along your way. The demon in question is just this guy that like sells you shit for souls. And then you meet up with another demon that they point uh, who's like the coolest demon. He looks like the literal Satan and apparently uh, had the power at one point to uh, actually be as strong or stronger than the Satan in this game. I think they just call him the Dark Lord as opposed to actually using the name Satan or Baal or something. I I don't know. But uh, this guy wants you to go. Uh, no questions asked, kill these uh, like four things and bring back their hearts to him. And in order, like he gives you different abilities each time you bring him a heart so that you can get to these new areas. But the thing about that is like, that's the part that I think everyone is like, that's, oh, it's Zelda like, you know, it's like, oh, you get a new ability that gets you through the next section. And whereas that is true, at least up to the point where I was like, okay, I'm done with this game, which I, I did give it a, the old college try. I gave this game like six, seven hours. It, it failed to like grab me at a certain point. I think I got about halfway through. Um, but you, uh, you get a new power to get 
through the next area, but it's everything is so linear. It's just like, go this way, get these powers, as opposed to Zelda. Um, Open world, some sort of exploration. Yeah. And the world itself is just so like generic. It's it like is. Generic ass city, generic buildings. Generic caves. Everything's kind of repeating, yeah. repeating, go left, go right, jump up, climb up, jump fall down and it's just i don't know they could have used it's fine it, but it, it really is pretty mind-numbing um mm-hmm. the story is mind-numbing uh the game the controls are great i'll, I'll give they, you that because, it does control you know, well but the moves are a little um some of them are just like uh, overly like overly complicated like why you know why am i having to hit yeah. these combos and you know that's a product of its time so i'm not going to bitch about mm-hmm. it too much for that um Overall, not a scary game at all. So it's a horror game, well, but um, only you missed that one. Yeah, only in the sense that it's like there are zombies. There are, yeah. you know, I guess scary stuff, but not really. But yeah, you get all these new abilities. Uh, you get like a double jump, which you can float early on. You mm-hmm. get uh, a like a boomerang. It's basically like a chakra chakram from Xeno, where it always comes back to you. But you can use that to like get an element to. You, almost always, what you use it is you like get fire on it, and then you use that to blow up a bomb, um, uh-huh. stuff like that. Uh, you can also use it as an attack weapon, etc. You get to ride a dragon at some point. That's you the do. Part that, like, I got about an hour past that, I think. When I was, I was yeah, maybe dragon. two or three hours past that for me. And that, that part did surprise me. I was like, okay, this I kind of kind of dig. Mm-hmm. It played a little bit like a, a Panzer Dragoon where you're, it's like an mm-hmm. on-rail shooter where you're on the back of a griffin, I think. And uh, you steal yeah, it from one of the... You steal it from one of the damn uh, angels that is stuck here on Earth because all the angels uh-huh. are, for some reason, uh, when you came back, they got stuck on Earth and were n- unable to get back to heaven. And they're, like, perpetually locked in battle with the demons. And, yeah, you grab one of these griffins at one point. You're on its back just flying around, shooting at angels and demons alike because war is uh, basically, he's like I said, they're the referee of this epic battle that's going on and it's you know i mean it's kind of a cool story i wish they'd done a little more with it wish they uh got past the whole like high school level of writing that uh is apparent in this uh the one like shining Mm -hmm. star that i really liked is uh you are when when uh your keepers first let you back into the world to try and uh, make things right for having woke up early uh they they give you a a guy that acts as a um uh What's the word I'm looking for? Bo- kind of like a bodyguard, except he doesn't actually attack anything. He's he's your Navi, right? Yeah, Navi. That's the thing. I was trying to find. The, what's the Zelda little? Uh, yeah, like he's, Navi. Yeah, he's pretty is. annoying. He says some stupid shit uh-huh. and stuff, but he's voice acted by. Did you catch it? Did you realize who he's voice acted? No, it's Mark Hamill. Is it really? Oh yeah. Oh, for one hundred percent. I was like, oh my god, that's Mark Hamill. I looked it up. Sure as shit. It's basically oh. his uh, Joker I- voice. Um, huh. I guess I didn't have the volume up high enough. Yeah. Two babies right right now. And he's great. Everything low and read everything. I can't fault Mark Hamill. There is some funny no. things about this game, like the opening scene. There's like a scene where uh, this voice actor that does several uh, voices for the game is actually voicing the guy that's killing him and and the thing he's killing. So it, well, it'd be like me going, no, Blaine, don't. I'm going to get you. You know, it's like, oh, okay, this is, you know, if, mm-hmm. if you pay attention to such things, and I do, and I'm like, okay. Of course you do. 
Well, you know, Snatcher, my favorite game, did this too, where Ray Van Steen, uh, he voiced like literally half the, the guys in that game. And like, you kind of have to look past stuff like that, especially for the era, because, you know, you only have so much money to budget. And especially mm-hmm. when uh, this was a relatively they small studio and they got Mark Hamill on board somehow. Of course, this was like pre uh, Mark Hamill blowing up again and being, you know, his renaissance. Uh, so I think this game is what, like 2006 or seven, something like that. Uh, PS3. So, yeah. yeah, right in that era. And, you know, I'm not going to like like I did with uh, Xenosaga. Uh, Seton also uh, suggested Xenosaga a bunch. And then like the people voted on us to play that game. And I did not like that game, mainly because it was one of those games that you could just play from now until you die. It felt like, uh-huh. uh, I think Cujo, he was on the episode with me. He said that he spent well over a hundred hours on that game. I don't have that kind of time. Uh, you don't have that kind of time anymore. You've got kids. I've got a kid. I've got a full-time job. There ain't no way. Um, so, you know, I, I could see getting into it. If I had infinite time, I probably would have liked it a bunch more. The fact that I played it like five years after it came out on that one uh, and it being on the Wii. So graphically, it didn't look nearly as good. And I was using the original controller, which is a piece of trash. So all those things like factored into me not liking that game a whole lot. I'm sure it's a fine game and I'm kind of on the, but I did dog it a lot um, in the episode. And I think I pissed Seton off about that. Uh <laughs> You know, and probably other listeners too. Like, I, I get people that mad. You know, we got Alex mad when we talked uh, shit about uh, Final Fantasy VIII. Um, not everyone likes everything, guys. Don't hate me because I don't like something you like. Um, this game also wasn't really for me. I could see being into it, but Zelda it is not. Um, I see the similarities. I see what you guys are getting at. Uh, but this isn't Zelda. Zelda, like, whereas this probably has a better story than Zelda because effectively Zelda's story is nothing. It's always the same. It's like, oh, Ganon's trying to get the Triforce and the princess is in peril or whatever. I mean, there are some deviations of that, Majora's Mask and so on and so forth, but it's usually some variation of that. But Zelda is so much more lighthearted for the most part. Again, Majora's Mask is a little darker. Twilight Princess has dark moments. Um, but it's open world. This, this game could have had, like, a, I don't know, some sort of area where you could have gone and just, like, I mean, I, don't, I rarely say this, but, like, more talking to, like, yeah, you know, talk more about what the story's about and give more background and, like, give give the history of the horse of the apocalypse. Like, let's make it kind of like God of War. And it may. Kind of learn about all that stuff while you're playing it, you know. Yeah. They could have had something else to, you know, back this up. Funny story, like, I played this game right when we, right when we first said we were going to play it. I ordered it. I played for about, like I said, I don't know, it took me about four hours. Yeah. Uh, then today I was uh, re-watching a playthrough on, um, during my lunchtime, and a student came in, and he's like, are you playing Darksiders? And I was like, uh, yeah, I'm watching this video. And he's like, I love those games. And he, like, gave me, like, a 20-minute, like, tutorial about, like, all three games and about, like, how they <laughs> actually play together. And he's like, the second one is way better. You play as a different uh, Horseman of the Apocalypse. Yeah. The third one, he plays another one. And there's a fourth game, which they're thinking about making the play as the fourth person. And it, it, they, he says the, the second game is infinitely better. Really? The third game kind of drops off. I've heard the opposite, that the, the, the second game is actually inferior, and then the third is even worse than that. But, I mean, I guess he's uh, their own. 
teach their own. Yeah, but I, I learned a lot from this kid. I was like, oh, yeah, that guy, yeah that's you the, know, some of the holes I had, I filled in. I was like, that's okay. Kind of the feeling I get with this game. Like again, it's not bad. It just it felt like um, it felt like something I would have been really into when I was at that high school level. Like like that whole uh-huh. mentality. Just like I really did love. Uh, Hercules, the legend continues. Xena Warrior Princess, stuff like the third that. Time you brought up Xena well, Warrior. I'm just, I'm just saying it. It really feels <laughs> a lot like that. It's you know, it's like cheesily These written. Even know what Xena is, God. man. Let's mm-hmm. think. Charmed. That's a little newer. It felt a little bit like that, or like uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's like it's serious, but it's also not. It's like written for that high school audience. That's really what it feels like. And yeah, like some CW people, shows. yeah, exactly. Uh, Supernatural feels a lot it yeah. feels a lot the same you know it's not bad I watched Supernatural through like season 7 or whatever but it's not breaking bad you know it's not no. it's not something on that level where the writing is superb and you know uh, it's it's a little cheesy it's got humor in parts it's like kind of inappropriate and stuff like that um, not to the levels of anything you know super bad but it's not great. Like one of the things that would have really made it better for me and uh, maybe it happens later. I do know that you uh, learn an ability later on where you can like go through wormholes. So maybe you can backtrack to earlier areas or something. But at the point in which I played through, you could not. It was just like a real linear, like go through this dungeon, get to the next dungeon kind of thing. And if you missed any power ups or tokens or any of the the little things in that level, you just kind of missed them. Um, I like, you know, I'm more of a Simping the Night kind of guy or a Zelda kind of guy where I like when I get a new ability, not only does it help me through that dungeon, but then I can go, oh, yeah, remember in that first area where I was at, I saw that yeah, there was some stuff yeah. above there that I couldn't get to, and now I got the double jump, so now I can get that oh, shit. Yeah. Or, you know, now I've got this, and I, you know, I can set fire to things, so now I can light up that room that was dark, and I can do this or whatever it is. So you go back and you do those things, and it gives you those yeah. little dopamine squirts. Uh, this doesn't have that. You just like, oh, you get a new ability. It works for this yeah. dungeon. It might work again later on. Um, so, you know, and again, maybe I just didn't play enough and there are some elements to that, but I don't remember anything in the first several areas that I was like, oh, there's an area that I can't get to yet. Um uh-huh. I'll need to come back here, which even the newest Devil May Cry, or not the newest, but uh, DMC, I went and I, I attempted to play that as well. Uh, and it had those elements where, like, the very first area you go to, you see, like, a lighthouse off the distance with some items on it. And you're like, well, my, I can't jump to that. I'll fall in the water and die. But you realize, oh, okay, I can come back here later after I've unlocked some other ability, you know. Uh, I did put a good two or three hours on that game too. Again, I wouldn't recommend it. It's, I think it's better than this game. Um, but they're, they're cut from the same cloth. Um, not a bad game. Totally worth it. I will give it that because this game is cheap as fuck. Uh, yeah, you can find this. I think I bought Darksiders one and two for less than $5 for the both of them. And they were mint and brand new. I mean, so you can get them for nothing. Evidently it sold pretty well. So copies are out there. It's on the PS3, which is like retarded cheap right now. If you're looking to collect for something, you could do a lot worse than PS3. Um, super cheap right now to collect for the system. Uh, I'm nearing like probably 110, 120 games for the system. And mm-hmm. I, I didn't even get one until five, six years ago. You know, I think right around the time Caroline was born is when I got the, uh, the PS3, uh, hell I'm nearing 30 or 40 games on the damn PS4. At this point, I've been buying a lot, 
lot of games for that later. Yeah, me too, actually. Picked up DQ11 the other day, so one of these days I'm going to have to delve into that. Uh, picked up Vampire. I, I, Dragon Quest games, I am very novice. So if you ever want to play a Dragon Quest game... We might do DQ11, man. Um DQ11. That's what I started. I heard like seven or eight. Uh, seven, I liked a lot. It's the one that is unnervingly long. I put like 120 uh, hours on it and still had another 50 at least. I hadn't even reached geez. the uh, Token King or whatever he's called yet. That game is yeah. unbelievably long, at least on the PlayStation. I don't know if the remake is quite as long. I heard that they did some things to kind of mitigate that a little bit. Um, if I had to recommend any Dragon Quest to play, it'd be Dragon Quest V. That game is incredible. Um, you can play it on the DS. It's got a great storyline, alternating branches you okay. can go through. You can get through the okay. whole game in about 30 hours. Um, but DQ11, like I've heard that. a lot of good things about it. It's also on the Switch. I don't own a Switch yet. Um, I almost bought one mm-hmm. a few weeks ago uh, and kind of talked myself out of it. Uh, paid some bills instead, which is probably a lot smarter. Um, I guess I did pick up though um, a lot of games. I I picked up a bunch of Dreamcast games this month uh, for next to nothing. Went to a pod a pawn shop and I just saw they had a bunch of Dreamcast games. I was like, "What do you want for those?" And then he's like, "I'll sell you the lot for ten bucks." Uh, wow. Yeah, nothing great in there, but I got quite a few games, so uh, probably like increased my Dreamcast collection by a fourth or so. So now I might okay. have like thirty games or something. But um, yeah, it was a little pile of them. Uh, Nothing spectacular, but I was happy to get them. Uh, I'm just happy to get anything for the Dreamcast. I like the excuse to still own it. Like, I mean, there's really not a whole lot for the system, but uh, I'm always uh, game for getting new stuff. I picked up the fishing controller for the Dreamcast, oh. and, uh, the bass game. So uh, I'm going to have to give that a shot. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool controller. If you've never seen the fishing controller for Dreamcast, look it up. It literally looks like a fishing rod. It's got a reel uh-huh. on the side yeah. of it. and. It, it's hilarious. There's actually three or four variations of it. I got the all gray version. Um, but yeah, uh, just because like, I feel like we haven't given uh, a full episode for the stuff. I do want to talk a little bit about some other games I've been playing, James. Uh, just kind of pitch sure. them to you. Uh, one of which that I really got into very quickly that is horror themed and relatively new for the PlayStation 4 is a game called Vampire. Uh, it's V-A-M-P-R or Y-R with no E. Um, weird spelling. I don't know why they did that, I guess, to uh, be able to look it up without having, you know, if you just type in Vampire into Google search, it's going to bring up all kinds of stuff with this uh, unique spelling will bring up specifically this game. Um, like I said before, it's supposed to be uh, an RPG. It kind of is like an action RPG in that like the fighting in the game is very much like button mashy and you equip different weapons with different stats to do you know, different attacks and so on and so forth. And, uh, you can get guns and this and that and the other, but, um, your stats do go up over time. You unlock new things. But what makes this game real interesting is the character interactions in it. You play this guy, you're in, in, at the beginning of the game, you wake up on top of a pile of like, uh, just dead bodies. And like the whole screen is black, like black and white. And the only thing in color is this trail of blood and, and you're like walking very like you're uh, drunk almost. And uh, you're following this trail of blood. And then in the distance, you see a person upright and you can only hear them like muffled 
noises uh-huh. and they go to embrace you and they said something like I, I knew you weren't dead or whatever and then uh, to progress you have to bite them on the neck and it turns out this was your sister and uh, you drain her dry uh, presumably Ooh. killing her and uh, realize you're a vampire um, in life you were a doctor it takes place in the late 1800s I'm checking and, out pictures of it right now it looks it, pretty cool it's fucking excellent and the cool thing about it is you can play in a number of ways you can play through uh, trying not to kill anyone and uh, uh-huh. not drain them but if you kill people like uh, everyone has like backstory like huge backstories it's actually kind of impressive and you can do all these different uh-huh. quests and learn all these different things for every person in every area and the more you learn about a person the more you help them with these quests and stuff the more experience that person is worth if you do decide to drain them now you can't play uh-huh. through the game without draining anybody but you make it a lot easier on yourself if you actually kill these people but there is a trophy for those of you that care about trophies for not killing anyone now i didn't care about the trophy because i'm pretty it's pretty uh well known that i don't give a shit about trophies but i didn't want to kill anyone i wanted to uh try and play through not having killed anyone and if you're gonna if you decide to play this game i highly recommend that you play it um with a guide of some sort. Uh, I did not. I was just like, oh, I'll just play it and I'll wing it and just not kill anyone. And that was going along great up till uh, I get to the second area. You go to these different areas that um, can either be like labeled as stable or, you know, they'll slowly fall into chaos with these people turning into skulls, which are basically vampires, but they've lost their mind like a cross between a zombie and a vampire. Think of it in that way. Um, and uh, you can keep anyone from turning that way if you play correctly but like i came to this choice where uh this vampire not my sire but this vampire chick that acts kind of like as your mentor she was like um hey someone is blackmailing me she runs the hospital in which you ultimately get a job at um like i said before you're a doctor and this is kind of your cover um she says someone is blackmailing me i'm not sure who it is i need you to get to the bottom of it if you do so i will let you know about your dark powers and such so it's like oh okay, you go to this um, convoluted process of finding out who it is and you find out it's this one nurse that works at the hospital and you follow her to her area, her home. And after a bunch of stuff, you're able to um, get into her little hospital area, which you learn through the people. She's basically a fucking saint. She's leaving these cards around town that say stuff like, uh, if you need medical assistance and can't afford it, please come <clears throat> to the hospital behind this bar or whatever, between the hours of this and this, present this card and you can get medical attention. And even though she's a nurse, she's acting basically as a doctor and she's blackmailing this vampire lady. Um, she doesn't know that she's a vampire, but she knows something up is up and she's saying, I'll let your secret out if you don't pay me so much money a month or whatever like that. And, um, She's using the money to fund this hospital. So you get to her and you get this uh, cutscene where you try and help her save a patient. And no matter what you do, the patient dies. And then um, you confront her about, hey, I know it's you that has been uh, blackmailing this chick, the head of the hospital. And she's like, well, what are you going to do about it? And then you get these choices and you get them throughout the game with like virtually everybody you come into contact with. Um, At some point, you're going to get this three-way choice where one or more can maybe unlock additional things that you can do with that character, maybe even quests or whatever. Uh, one of them is almost always wrong. And a lot of the time it's obvious. Sometimes it, 
Sometimes it is not. And in this instance, and sometimes you have to unlock things in order to get that third choice. Sometimes you only have two. And this is one of those instances where I didn't know what it was that I did that unlocked it. But on uh, dialogue options that have been unlocked, there will be a literal padlock that appears unlocked. And I had three options, one of which I'm is was I'm going to go to the police uh, if you don't stop blackmailing her. Okay, fine. Doesn't sound great, but whatever. Second one was uh, drain her of all her blood right now. I already explained I didn't want to do that. <laughs> and the third one was an unlocked symbol, and it said um, wipe her memory using your vampire powers effectively. So I was like, oh, well, that sounds like the right option, and I had to unlock it somehow, so I'll do that. So I do it, and it seems as though it worked. Um, her memory is wiped, so she's not going to be uh, you know, blackmailing anyone because she doesn't remember who she is even. But then I went to save the game or rather uh, sleep because when you go to sleep, it starts a new day and then it like tells you what all has been happening in the different towns to the different citizens and stuff that night and you get to level up. Um, So it said uh, this chick, I forget her name, died in the middle of the night um, and basically she's uh, turned into a zombie and you have these certain citizens that in, within their community, they're known as the pillar of the community or a pillar of the community. And if they die, everyone else falls into chaos <laughs> and they start dying eventually. So I was like, what the fuck? So that third option, the one that you have to unlock is a wrong answer. You actually, the right answer, I looked it up. You have to like threaten to go to the police. That's yeah. the only way you can keep her alive. Um, so I was pretty fed up. It auto saved, um, obviously. Um, uh-huh. so I couldn't even go back. So I'd have to start all over. But other than that, like one of these days I will start over. It's an excellent game. Was really having yeah. a lot of fun with it. Um, the story on this is top notch. Uh, really, really engaging. All the characters are really, really cool. Everything from like the patients at the hospital. There's this one girl who actually saw someone uh, being fed upon and uh, realized that vampires are real. And she kind of went insane and now thinks she's a vampire herself. And then, uh, you know, even though she's not. And uh, uh-huh. there's another guy in the hospital that she's kind of fallen in love with. And you can follow their stories. Um, he has been badly burned in a fire. Uh, initially, his story is that this happened on the front lines of the war. Uh, you, you, through a series of events, can learn that actually he uh, was on leave during the war and uh, got really, really drunk, hired himself a hooker. And uh, she or someone caught the building they were in and fought on fire. Uh, she ran out and didn't wake him up, and he uh, was drunk. And in getting out, he ended up, you know, having burns all over his body. Um, but it, it's just, you know, really in depth and really well written, really, really well voice acted to the last person. Everyone is really well voice acted and has these huge stories that you can go into. Uh, it's just really cool, really cool game. Super fun, having a lot of fun with that. And the other one I want to talk about that I'm playing, uh, and then, or or maybe you want to, do you, have you had anything that you've been playing lately, James? I, I've been talking a lot. Um, You know, not really. I I, um, I did buy Star Fox 3D for the 3DS. So okay. So I have been going through that, going through that and just playing um, basically, you know, Star Fox 64 on the 3DS. Is that what that and is? That's that's all that is. Um, okay. The only di- the only big difference is on the 3DS. There's um, oh god, it's called like gyro control, where instead of using the control stick, you can actually just move the 3DS right, around, right, right. and it moves your um, ship 
But man, it's just like a walk down memory lane playing that game. For sure. Um, we were playing for hours in my friend's house. Just like we'd always go the right path and then we like found out through, I don't know, Nintendo Power or something like how to go on the left side and get the secret and en- get the, the real ending. And Oh, man, that, that game was just epic. <laughs> epic all the way. I'm terrible at it right now. It took me a while. Well, I'm getting better now. Like I first time through I had to dust off the, uh, you know, the, my thumbs and get those things going. But now it's like riding a bike. Yeah, a little bit. I have I have noticed, and I will get into it more if we do the fighting episode, um, that things that I was very, very good at that I should still be good at, like Street Fighter 2, because I was a very good Street Fighter 2 player. I will toot my own horn on that. I was one of the best players uh, in my town, to say the least. Um, but I was, I was pretty good in the grand scheme of things too. Like I, I wouldn't have been, you know, like a top player or anything, but, uh, I could, I could at least have a chance against virtually anyone that I've ever seen. Um, these days, not so much, you know, I could beat it on the hardest level with, uh, one hand at one point, practically. I mean, it was, uh, not, not really, but you, you get my drift. Um, Mm -hmm. and nowadays, like, playing the exact same game and i still have all the same memories of what to do it just uh, eye to hand just doesn't happen nearly as fast mm-hmm. like twitch whatever it is is just not quite there but um fighting games there's not a whole lot of room for error i mean no there Star definitely Fox, is not is, a little different yeah i could see yeah, that a but story same same is true for like old shooters that i was especially good at uh-huh. I go back and try and play them, and I'm not nearly as good as I was even 10 years ago. Um, even brawlers, things like Final Fight, I used to be able to beat Final Fight. Um, now I wouldn't even attempt it. Uh, Contra, I went back and played Contra here a while back. Uh, Winston and I uh, played through with the 30-man code. Uh, used to be able to beat that with just three lives easily, and mm-hmm. now I needed that 30-man code, man. Um, <laughs> getting old. But um, the other game... The other game I want to talk about a little bit is uh, a DS game that I grabbed up. I was like, you know what? Uh, this has been in my collection for, gosh, probably 10 years now. Um, and I've got a lot of those. I think uh, me more than a lot of people, you know, because I'm I'm buying uh, at least a game a week, sometimes three, four or five games. You know, if I find deals, sometimes a lot more. Um, and they just go on the pile. Basically, I've got just shelves all around me of just games, uh, most of which I intend to play at some point. But they always get bumped down the list because something new comes out or, you know, life gets in the way or whatever. But uh, one that's been on the list for fucking ever is a game called Infinite Space. Have you played it? I have not. I'm going to bring it up now on my computer, though, so I might hear a click or two here. Keep, keep talking. Well, it's a... Um, it's a Sega RPG made for the Nintendo DS. I think relatively late on its in its lifespan. I'm not positive of that. I want to say I've had it almost ten years. So, but, I didn't um, play much uh, Nintendo DS games. Oh I'm man, at it now though. Okay, go ahead. Nintendo go ahead. DS Keep has talking. such a good library, James. Um, and this <laughs> one is it. is top notch. I I was just like, okay, I haven't. I've had it in my collection for a long time. I need to at least try it and i figured you know i just wanted something you know uh those i think i mentioned it last time we uh recorded uh i'm sober at least for the moment uh haven't been drinking for i think a couple months now i'm not sure if i'm on two or three but a while and uh both winston and i were like hey let's just uh quit drinking both of us together because we were like becoming kind of drinking buddies and it was like you know Mm -hmm. we save a lot of money and still have fun if we just like play games or whatever and we might actually remember it if we don't get so drunk so 
Yeah, that's a good idea. And Caroline uh, had asked me to quit drinking, and uh, that was the nail in the coffin. I was like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. She was like, Dad, you drink too much. You need to quit. And I was like, yeah, okay, I probably do. Uh, You know, six-year-old, out of the mouths of babes and all that. But anyway, um, Mm -hmm. so I have insomnia real bad, which has always been part of why um, I drink, is because I would drink to help fall asleep. And uh, so here lately I've been trying to just, like, make myself completely exhausted by playing, you know, phone games or whatever it might be that I can do, read, anything to just try and exhaust my brain so that I can actually pass out. And uh, so I grabbed a DS game, Infinite Space, thinking, you know, within an hour or two at most I'd put it down. I ended up playing until the sun was up and I needed to go to work. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, I was I was like, man, I just I really loved this game. It it's cheesy to a point, not like Darksiders cheesy, but it is cheesy. Um like I said, it's an RPG, but it's set in space and it's very anime. It opens up with this kid. He's uh he's on this planet, uh re- remote planet and he wants to get off it. Um but there's a law on his planet that there is to be no space travel, excuse me, but he saves up his money working as a mechanic to send out a distress signal to someone known as like a runner, I think is what they call him or something like that, to be able to get off planet. And the runner shows up and it's this uh, chick that gets you, not only gets you off planet, but like there's this whole adventure that kind of ensues where you actually battle the president of this particular planet. And uh, she ends up joining your crew and uh, selling an object your father left you, which looks a lot like uh, the cube from all the Hellraiser movies. Um, but apparently there's a finite amount of these things, and they're throughout the universe. Think of them as like the Dragon Balls in this universe. So, uh, they're kind of myster- mysterious, and like when you get them all together, maybe something good happens or whatever. Um, but she sells that, pawns it so that you can buy your first ship, and then you set out on this adventure, and you can go from planet to planet, going into these different... Um, areas bars and such um and they're effectively towns but you actually travel instead of towns you're traveling planet to planet on these bases and you can uh, find new characters do um backstory missions on all these different characters and then assign them to your fleet and uh they all have different abilities like you might find someone that's like uh, really good at mechanics so you put them in as your chief engineer and then a few you know planets later maybe you'll find someone that's really good at leadership so you'll put them in like a first mate position or something like that and uh, they all have different powers that they can unlock uh, in battle as well battles kind of consist of a paper rock scissors kind of thing it's probably the thing that i hate the most about the game although it's it's going to sound bad but it's actually really fun um you have three abilities you can fire a normal shot um which has a chance to do some damage it usually shoots two or three volleys uh, depending on what weapon you have equipped early on it's just lasers and then you can unlock bombs and all kinds of different weapons uh and then you have a what's known as a barrage which takes up a lot more of like an active bar that slowly fills up um the barrage does a lot more damage and your entire fleet whatever you have will send uh, everything they got at a, a single target um and then you've got a move called dodge which doesn't take up that much of the bar but if the enemy uses on its next turn um barrage against you you'll dodge it completely taking no damage 
And if uh, they use normal shot while you chose dodge, it'll have a higher chance to hit you. So what ultimately ends up happening is the strategy that you use is you get up next to the enemy, you dodge first thing, and then you just wait for them to either hit you with normal shot or a barrage and you dodge it. And then you immediately hit them with a barrage. Uh, one of the things okay. that, and yeah, because like whenever you use barrage or normal shot, it erases the, any dodge they might have. So you'll hit if you do it immediately after, cause they won't have enough bar to like go from normal shot right into dodge. So you can just kind of cheese your way through that way. Um, there are additional skills that you can learn uh, through different pilots and stuff that you can put at the helms of these ships later on in the game that'll do all kinds of different abilities. There are different weapons you can unlock, so on and so forth. Um, there are literally hundreds of characters in the game, or a hundred. It's one or the other that I read. There's a ton of characters. They all do different things. Uh, you won't get them all on one playthrough, likely, so it's kind of like Sukoden in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but each one has a surprising amount of backstory. Uh, it animates and feels a little bit like um, like the Shining Force series a little bit and that's probably just because it's a Sega game um, good writing uh, good music overall like the controls are good I, I don't I just don't have anything bad to say about the game it's like really simplistic but it will take you a very long time to play through it's got a great story so far really enjoying it uh, the only uh, unfortunate sure. thing about it for those listening that might be looking to get a copy is it has gone up in value over the, you know, last. It's like fifty five bucks. I just looked it up. Yeah, for a DS game, that's kind of high. Um, I've seen yeah. them as high as eighty dollars. Uh, so you know, if if you really oh, my birthday's into it, coming up, maybe I'll splurge on it. <sighs> I, I really cool. enjoyed it. Um, I, I'm enjoying. It. I'm still playing it, but um. I don't know if I'll play all the way through. Uh, I read some Reddit posts where people were like, I spent 120 hours, 130 hours, Ooh. stuff like that on a DS game. So if you're the type of person that just has infinite time, Cujo, uh, maybe you should, uh, should pick a, a copy up. Uh, Nick Gatner, uh, one of these guys that just like literally <laughs> has no children and has, you know, infinite time. Uh, you can, you know, you certainly do worse. It's, uh, already it's one of my favorite games for the DS and that's saying something because that system has Dragon Quest V uh, it's got Ghost Trick uh, mm-hmm. The World Ends With You uh, I'd put it amongst the top you know it's in the top 10 for me it's just an excellent little RPG that uh, apparently you can just play for fucking ever um, so yeah that's uh, my reviews okay. as far as that stuff goes so uh, I guess this is the part of the show where we uh, we discussed a little bit of the beginning um, and we didn't ever say it, but you're listening to Is It Worth It podcast, part of the retro RPG. <laughs> yeah, you're in reverse. Yeah, just whatever. Uh, if you're listening, you probably already know the spiel. Um, but yeah, uh, we talk about games. Uh, I have, um, the, the, you mentioned the Final Fantasy off topic. Mm-hmm. I have a little taste. Uh, we could throw out a few questions. Yeah. Um, I, I built these questions, um, for one through ten, and then I talked about a little bit of fifteen, but I scaled them down for today in case we needed, uh, you know, extra time or 10, whatever. 15 minutes, so I can ask you a few questions just to see. If yeah, it's yeah, any we're conversation. at almost get some retro feel into us. Sure, we're almost uh, at fifty minutes. Let's do this, and then we'll uh, try and uh, do that in the next ten minutes or so, if we can, and yeah. then give uh, people an opportunity to find us and uh, maybe decide what yeah. we're going to do next. 
right. Here's okay. your first question. Okay. Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy One. Okay. That's our top. Easy okay. question. Yeah. Who, who's in your party? I mean, am I looking to challenge myself, or am I looking to get through the game as fast as possible? All right. Let's 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 amend it. Your very first party. What was your very first? Party? Oh man, I think everyone remember. I think everyone started with some combination of fighter, obviously. Uh, mm -hmm. Most people either did black mage, white mage, or a singleton red mage, which is a mistake, but a lot of people do it. Um, uh -huh. And there. And then, uh, so usually I would think the first one would be uh, fighter, black mage, uh, white mage, and then the flex spot, which you can either get another fighter or usually a thief would probably be uh in there as well uh and there's is the other class monk is that the one i'm uh black belt i think and they've become black monk belt, yeah or right 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's either thief or monk uh i would probably go thief because they become a ninja uh but if i'm yeah. looking to just like beat the game on easy mode i'm gonna pick four fighters all day long four uh, fighters you just burn through that wow. game so easy that game become okay. it's like easy mode if you want to beat Final Fantasy and do it real fast, just pick four fighters. You won't be wasting any money on spells. Those guys are just tough as nails and will eat through everything. If you want a super challenge, which my cousin did this because he's an idiot, uh, four white mages. That's um, dumb. You can't do any damage up till the point where you get Excalibur. Uh, Excalibur can be equipped by any of the classes, so you can make one DD white mage, basically. Uh, I think they also get uh -huh. the spell Holy. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it, it would take forever. He did it because it was a Nintendo Power challenge, and he took the photo, and I think he even got in Nintendo Power or whatever. But, yeah, good on you, I guess. Wow. I, who cares? But, yeah, if I were to play through today, I uh, would definitely have a Black Mage, White Mage, probably Fighter Ninja. Fighter, Black Belt. And don't equip the Black Belt. That's a mistake I always made. I always try to give them nunchucks. Apparently their fists do more damage than anything for yeah. a large part of that game. Yep, yep. Um, okay, hey, next question. We're, right. gonna, we're gonna skip Final Fantasy two and Final Fantasy three because no one played America, them. America didn't get them. <laughs> I've I played the second one all the way through, but I yeah. gosh, I have no memory. But that um, game is the one where you have to like punch yourself to like level I, up and I don't stuff. Remember. It was so. I, I bought it on like the, uh, not the Nintendo DS, the one before that, the Game Boy Color, I guess. Yeah. And um, I had it had both one and two, and I played both. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Three I downloaded on my Kindle Fire, I, but I've yet to... I've, I played a little of it, F that game. No, I'm not. No. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're jumping to Final Fantasy IV. Yeah, um, my favorite, probably. Who's your favorite character? Oh, man, in IV. Uh, my least favorite is Edward. Um, <laughs> that was the next question. Who's your least, my least, your least favorite? No, that's Who's for sure. Who's your favorite? Uh, it's, it's hard to choose between uh, Cecil and Kane. Um Probably give it to Kane. He's uh, he's got a cooler story than Cecil, in my opinion. Cecil's the uh, the hero's journey main character. You know, the Luke Skywalker uh, kind of character. Um, Kane's a little darker, and uh, I, I don't know. I, I just really like his aesthetic and stuff. Um, Rydia too. Uh, maybe give it to Rydia. I really like her character a lot. Uh, being the last of her kind, being. Uh, mysterious and stuff you know coming back being taken to the world of monsters coming back all that stuff so yeah probably probably Rydia or Kane 
Golbez sure. also, Fusi, y'all. They're all great. I mean, except for Edward. Fuck Edward. Fuck a bunch of Edwards. Palam and Porum. Those guys are awesome, too. Shout out to Yang. Edge, you can go what's, fucking eat a dick. <laughs> <laughs> what's your, uh, is there a favorite moment in that game or favorite, just anything, part, battle? Uh, there's a lot of things that stand out. I mean, obviously, the first time you pay play through when uh tella actually dies uh mm-hmm. that that was surprising i was like oh shit you know he after everyone starts kind of coming back you know you're like oh they didn't really die and this and that i mean the first time like i guess palm and porum was the most like in the fields because they're children um, uh-huh. but tella actually dying was kind of a big deal i think that was amongst the first times in a video game that i ever saw um that happen so that was big deal um Hitting uh, Yang in the head with a pan, I remember, as being one of the first things that made me laugh out loud. Uh, getting a spoon dagger from his wife, which made no sense that it, you could throw it and it would deal max damage. Um, silly things, you know, uh, the the crystal uh, sword, finding it, you know, not having to use an internal power and just like, oh, there's a sword over there. I wonder if there's an invisible bridge of some kind or something. And, of course, there is. All that mm-hmm. stuff, man, you know. Uh, I really liked... Um there's a part of the game, I think it's around the Tower of Babel, but don't quote me. Um, you have Cecil, Yang, um, Tella, and Sid. I don't know why that party, but I had those four guys together. Like, I, yeah, felt, uh, you know, I, I could do anything. Sid's pretty, pretty baller, and in like the newer releases of the game, um, you're able to like use him at the end of the game as opposed to like the original Super Nintendo version. And he mm-hmm. gets some additional equipment. He actually gets a some kind of tsunami mallet or something like that where you can use it as an item and it casts a uh, water-based AoE that's like really powerful. Mm. It's uh, it, it equates to like a Leviathan uh, summon yeah. uh, uh, equivalent. So it gives him some uh, some more usability. I mean, he's a tank anyway. He's just a solid like just yeah. beat on him all day and he can deal some melee damage pretty well but yeah yep 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 pretty cool dude oh yeah all right we're gonna skip five i'm gonna save five for us um yeah six. who's in who's in your party oh man yeah i think i mean when it comes to six six i have uh qualms with because it it was like the first one where they allowed you to be well, I won't, won't say the first one. I guess the first one is the first one. But it was the the first one of the modern-ish ones where they allow any character to be anything. You can take Strago mm-hmm. and turn him into a basically a knight if you equip him with the uh, whatever metal it was called. Yeah. And uh, you can give him, like, the Illumina and all the best shit. And they have fixed that in previous renditions. Yeah, but, like... Yeah. Um, but what makes them somewhat unique is they all have, uh, abilities unique to them, um, mm-hmm. more or less. And, uh, so you gotta, you gotta choose by that and the character's aesthetic, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, obviously, uh, Sabin is like okay. one of the best ones. Um, everyone has Sabin. Everyone has Sabin. He has like, uh, fighter inputs that allow you to effectively cast spells for free. Uh, Edgar's uh-huh. also up there, uh, for Edgar. ease of use. Okay. Uh, cause Edgar, uh-huh. he gets like the, the chainsaw early on. It makes him like a, all of his tools. Yeah. Yeah. A single shot, like killer. I like him a lot. A lot of people like him. Um, but Cyan is probably my favorite backstory. He's like the samurai mm-hmm. that's uh, lost his family. Uh, but his whole shtick, I don't love the whole waiting for his sword text to like build yeah. up over time is just trash. Like that just needed to be like, 
I understand what they were trying to do. They were trying to like make every character have unique stuff, but his doesn't compare to the other like uh, beefy boys, I guess. This is too big of a drawback. Yeah. I don't like Mog's dance much. Um, It's whatever. It's fine. I I don't care for Gaw that much. He's like really super versatile. If you put the time in, I do like Strago. He's effectively a blue mage. So he, he's in there as my caster. If I have a caster of some sort, um, Terra and Celez are both fine too as casters. I like both of them. If I were to choose one over the other, it would be Celez, uh, because of her runic abilities and stuff. I don't care much for Morph. Um, I do like Locke a lot as a character. Um, he, he has the thief abilities. Um, He's super fast too. Sometimes yeah. he can go twice before anyone else. Shadow's really once. great. Uh, I don't like his character so much, but he's a solid character. Realm, I don't really particularly care for. Shadow's daughter. Um, uh-huh. Not a big fan of her. Uh, she has a sketch ability. Uh, Umaro, eh, whatever. Uh, same with, uh, what's his name? Gogo. And I'm, uh, oh, I like Setzer. I like his whole shtick. I don't like using him as a character, but if I were to choose a, a team, it's what, four party teams in that game? Four party team. Yeah, it'd be Saban, Edgar, Celis, uh, Strago? Yeah. Okay. That works. Yeah. That works. My first party, I think, was Terra, Cyan, Saban. Who was the. F- oh, and Shadow. Those are the four. Well, they throw a wrench I, in the works at the end of the game where they're like, oh, now you have to have three parties to be able to attack Kefka. You gotta get, so you have yeah, to effectively have leveled either four guys to where one each can basically carry the party by themselves or have leveled uh-huh. everyone, you know. Which I love. I it love was great, that. yeah, to be able to incorporate all that into, and I, I know I'm forgetting at least one damn character, you know, and not, I'm not talking about Bannon or Leo, uh, but like, there's a main character that I'm just like, oh, ooh, and I'm just completely forgetting. But yeah, someone and someone is out there. All of them. Really, I think someone is out there screaming like, "What about you know, whatever, some asshat that I could care less about?" Maybe I did get them all. I don't know. Going through my head, and I think you touched on all of them. Because I was going to ask you what's your uh, least favorite character. People, oh, Gal. That's another one you probably never used. Yeah, G- Gal's low. Yeah, and I, I I mentioned him, but uh, yeah. he, he can be like super powerful. Uh, because he has all those abilities, but when he goes into that rage mode or whatever it's called, uh, you can't control him. So it's uh-huh. just, I, I, I don't like him for the same reasons I don't like Umaro. Uh, yeah. Just imagine having Umaro, Gao, and like Gogo, where you like can't really control yeah. like half your party. Yeah. Kind of, that'd be a challenge to get through the game. I guess Umaro's the worst because he's always raging, and the only thing that you can do to make him like different at all is equip that orb on him to where he can do that ice breath or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I don't, whatever. And Gogo just mimics, right? It's, it's, yeah, it's Gogo is super powerful though because you can mimic someone doing like some Ultima. Like, yeah, like expel Ultima or something. Yeah. He'll do it too. So yeah, he can be pretty Cast it twice. Pretty uh, pretty ridiculous. So, I like okay, okay. Uh, let's go on to Final Fantasy VII. We'll just, we'll, we'll kind of wrap this up. I got two more for you. We'll okay. do the easy one. Who's in your party? Final Fantasy VII. Uh, it's uh, Cloud uh, Cloud Tifa Barrett uh, Red. Uh, you get three. Oh, it's three. That's right. Some combination of those. Like okay, everyone Lucid. else. Sid is probably next in line. Like some playthroughs, oh, wow. I'll probably play as Sid. Um, I like Red Thirteen Sid. I, I wow, love it. Yeah, 
But I like Barrett a lot too. I just like his character, just like angry black yeah. guy. Uh, the rest of them can like I never cared about Yuffie or Kate Sith or Eris. Like I just never yeah. like when she died. I was like, good, get out of here, bitch. <laughs> I, I don't care about you. Wow, there's a lot of people right now. Just I just off. I could not care less about her. She was to me, she wasn't a great character. Like and then like you know now they're unsubscribing. Thank yeah, you. Well, all three of <laughs> yeah, our whatever. listeners at this point. No, but uh. <laughs> Hey guys, uh, I I get it. I get why people because it was for a lot of people it was their first game where they had someone die permanently, and I get that. Um, but like, yeah, Tella, it didn't. Yeah, it didn't hit me in the feels the same way. Like Tella realizing, you know, here's this guy like trying to avenge his daughter, and uh, I I don't know. It's just that hit me a lot more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um, Alice from uh, Fantasy Star Four. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that hit me. It was like, Oh geez. And one that no one literally, literally no one. I, I'm almost positive listening has played Vi for the Sega CD, but there's a game called Vi. Um, and there's a character in that game. He's just this little elf dude. And out of nowhere, he just dies and he's just dead for the rest of the game. And as a kid, I was like 14 or 15 when this playthrough. And I was like, they killed Pottle. Cause it was like it'd be it'd be like watching uh, Family Matters and they just kill off Urkel. I mean that's the equivalent, you know. It's like, but why? I mean, he was comic relief and kind of like yeah. the reason you're playing. But like Prince Sandor was really, you know, just like a lawful but good, you know, generic ass guy. And like everyone's like mm-hmm. forgettable in that game. And then you got this little elf dude that's just like comic relief you know and Mm -hmm. there's this scene where you're running across this bridge and you just get this anime scene i'm like oh cool an anime scene because you kind of back then you would perk up for these scenes because they were few and far between um absolutely and he just takes an arrow in the gut and falls off this bridge (laughs) and i was like christ what just happened man they just killed (laughs) pottle and uh almost immediately after you get this other character i think it might be even pottle's sister or some shit like that and he had this character she i think has all the same stats as pottle and all the same weapons and everything so it's just like pottle never died it's uh i mentioned before they do that on uh, legend of dragoon a couple of times too with the uh, Lavitz and uh, the Prince or whatever, and then uh, the movie Beer Fest where uh, the tank uh-huh. guy dies and then his brother takes over. It's like he's never left. Uh, it's the exact same thing. And I get it from uh-huh. a gameplay standpoint because you invest all this time in a character and you don't want them to lose all their shit. But uh, if you're gonna kill someone off, you gotta kill him off, man. You can't just bring in some other guy and be like, and he knew everything this one knew. And it's like, oh, okay, sure. It happened to Final Fantasy V also, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Galoof or whatever. Galoof, there. I started the G. I was like Gandalf, Garloff. Yeah. yeah, I think it's like and Galoof, like, and then his granddaughter was the one that inherited. I like knew that was gonna happen, so I purposely like didn't like care about leveling him up as much. I was like, ah. And then I forgot. Like, oh yeah, his granddaughter has everything that he has. Yeah. So damn it, uh, should have focused more on him yeah. and his jobs. Is whatever. Last question. Sure. Last question. Then we're done. Favorite mini game Final Fantasy and seven. Oh man, mm-hmm. uh, it's either that stupid um, battle you have on the hill that's kind of like a you know. I was str- say that too. That one's great. That one is pretty good. Or uh, like the the snowboarding, I guess. Snowboarding. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
All right. Well, that's a little taste of what I kind of had. I had some more questions. Uh, that's flesh fine. Out for so, but we, we, we can have an episode or an off topic or a half off topic. I also have a Zelda one. I'm yeah. Or it could just be filler at the end of the episode or something. Whatever. It's yeah. no big. I mean, people listen just to just nostalgia. have us yeah. talk about games and have a loose subject at this point because, you know, mm-hmm. it's evident that we're not good podcasters. But if you want to find me, you can find me at uh, RetroKel. That's K-H-E-L. Uh, on Twitter, you can email me at Belmont at Outlook.com. You can find James at James Milholland at Twitter, or you can find him at GoodBuddyJames at gmail.com. No one ever writes or emails. That's fine. You can find us, though, on Discord. If you go to the – if you just type in keyword the RPG show – um, podcast. You have to add the podcast or you'll end up going to the wig place. Those are our friends over at, well, I say friends. I'm, I'm friends with Brent at this point. Nick's being a real douchebag, but, uh, I still like him. He's still my friend, uh, but he talks a lot of smack. So I'm going to talk it back. Um, he, uh, they're good guys. They do another a similar show to ours where they rate and review RPGs. Uh, you and I have both guested on the show. They've guested on ours. Great guys. We share a Discord over there. I just funnel people into that, and we just because we're all like minded. And there's a pretty good community going of uh, about forty people, of which about ten or twelve are active. <clears throat> but uh, but we talk every day about everything from uh, recently. I was talking to Kujo about Rocky and this basically how uh, it's hard to watch now because there's uh, effectively Rocky rapes Adrian. Um, we watch it. It's cringy as shit. Um, but yeah, we talk about everything in there and uh, you can catch us there. You can uh, go over to uh, RetroRPG.net uh, where there are some forums and stuff and all the past shows are listed there. Give us a review on iTunes. That would help a lot. We don't ask for that a lot of the time, but it really does help uh, get us noticed. It's been a while since we got a review. So uh, even if you've already given a review, grab your grandma's phone, uh, your daughter's phone, uh, your third cousin twice removed, and uh, just give us a, a big five five star don't bother to do it if you hate us you know if you're like oh that blaine J is a real piece of shit and i don't like that he doesn't like uh the politics i like or whatever uh yeah just don't just leave me alone uh but if you like us definitely take the time to uh give us a good review um but yeah that's about all i have to say definitely check out the rpg show if you haven't at this point a lot of good stuff on there they recently did a show over um uh, Fire Emblem uh, Four Houses, I think it's called, or whatever, the newest one that's on the Switch. Uh, it was an excellent review. They had Cujo on there. He's been on our show as well. Great guy. Um, did an excellent review over that, except for Nick. Nick sucks balls. He can go die in a fire or something. I, I really don't care. Um, mm. no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, Nick. He doesn't listen, but if I don't say I'm kidding, it'll get back to him like, man, that Blaine guy, he's talking mm-hmm. shit about you. I will say... Nick loves eating poo. <laughs> it... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Nick. Nick I'm just kidding. I'm kidding, Nick. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, no, they're, they're good guys, but they do talk a lot of shit, or Nick does anyway.
yeah, that's about it. You want to decide uh, real quick what we're going to do next? You want to try and do that uh, fighting game retrospective? Do you want to pick a game? I like that. You want to do the fighting game stuff? I'll get I'd with. Like, let's uh, do older fighting games. Maybe we can pick like two or three to like. Yeah, play. pick so pick a few, something. play them. Um, like I'm give play us Killer Instinct. Yeah, Instinct, sure. The Super Nintendo. Whatever. That for sure. I'll I'll talk two, about obviously. a few. I'll try and get a. I don't know his real name, but Harakim or something like. I think as close. Okay, as, cool. Uh, uh, on that podcast as well, we'll give him a call. Hopefully, uh, be able to hook up. Because he's very knowledgeable about uh, fighting games to a point where where I am not. Like, I was extremely good at Street Fighter 2 and extremely good at Killer Instinct and not very good at anything else. Like, rudimentarily, you know, I would play a little bit of Mortal Kombat this and that or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. I got into all the fighting games of the era to an extent, but those two, especially the original Street Fighter 2, I lived at the arcade. I would just play that constantly. And then... Uh, Killer Instinct on the Super Nintendo specifically, uh, not the arcade version. I played that to fucking death, and I got so good at that game. Um, yeah. And it doesn't equate. Like I'm still, I can still beat the game because I played it within the last month. Believe it or not, I can still beat the game with uh, my favorite character TJ Combo. Uh, but I can't pull off the moves and the combos like I used to be able to do ultra combos every time. You know, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, pull off the fatalities more often than not, you know, um, the convoluted like 80 button press things. I knew them. And now like, uh, not only do I not remember all of it, but, uh, the ones I do remember, I can't execute all the time. Mm. Uh, it's just getting old, you know, the 10 years from now, uh, I might not be able to play things like the, the original legend of Zelda. It's too twitchy. Those Octoroks no, are going to shoot a rock at me and kill me. I won't be able to do anything. Don't say that. It might happen. Um, that's where that's where we're going. Uh, but uh, you'll have robot hands by then. I don't think they're going to invent robot hands. I don't think it's coming. We can only hope. Maybe a game where you control it with your mind, because my mind is still relatively sharp. I want to think at least. Uh, but yeah, my body's failing me. Except for I, I am still working out. I'm doing good at that. Uh, doing a lot good. of crunches every day. Those are that'll help. Oh God, I hate I hate crunches, but I've been doing them. Uh, had my shirt off earlier and was like, damn, boy, you're looking good. So uh, All right. getting tight. Uh, so keeping up with that. Put it on Discord. Let him on oh, fuck. Fuck in. those guys. They don't need to see my <laughs> old ass. For a 40-year-old dude, I'm I'm looking good. I'm not quite Brad Pitt levels of looking good, but I'm far from where I was because I was developing a real beer gut. You know, I wasn't overweight. I was like 220, 6'4", and three quarters. I'm nearly 6'5". I just usually just say 6'5". Um, which is right in my age bracket or weight bracket rather. But, uh, a lot of it was just gut. I looked like a very tall Dale Gribble, you know, Ooh. and, uh, I'd lost my arms. Uh, I just was starting to look like an old guy and, uh, hated that. Had to, had to turn that around and, uh, it's starting to happen. You know, I didn't think good it would. So feeling good. Uh, yeah, I guess that's it, James. So we're going to try and do a fighting game retrospective next everyone, uh, for the month of November. Uh, until then, what can they do, James? Keep it retro.
wet and then your butt's dry so you have a wet fart on top of a dry ass 